The Bitcoin crackdown continues. The market rebounds and is Roblox a buy? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And welcome back to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. I apologize for missing Friday. Unfortunately, we were going to have a guest on and then we had technical issues, um, but we're back today, Monday, and it was actually, it's a very good day. Friday, we sold off pretty hard, but we're back today in the market, pretty much rebounded right back to where it was with the Dow Jones finishing up 586 points, NASDAQ up 111 points, S&P 500 up 58 points in the VIX. Well, that dropped 13% all the way back down to the 17s, high 17, 17.89. Love to see it. So what is going on in the market today? Well, you cannot miss or not not talk about Bitcoin. We got to talk about Bitcoin and what's happening with Bitcoin. So today um, and throughout the past few days, China once again cracking down on Bitcoin and China is huge for Bitcoin. There's a ton of miners in Bitcoin and just overall Bitcoin community. There's a lot of people in China that are big in the Bitcoin world. And if China just went away, Bitcoin would really struggle. A lot of experts say now taking a look at Bitcoin right now, it's fallen all the way down to thirty one thousand five hundred and seventy two in the past day. It's fallen eleven point five percent and thirty thousand is a big time support. In fact, Oppenheimer senior analyst Ari Wald said on quote that thirty thousand is a key level. He went on to say, quote, Bitcoin fell below its two hundred day moving average, which signifies a change in trend. He went on to say. We are not necessarily expecting a blast off and a resumption of that strong fourth quarter move that Bitcoin had. Now, China is cracking down on cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin and mining in their country. Um, And they extended, in essence, this crackdown in the southwestern um, China, a southwestern province. um, And they're cracking down big time. They're basically taking out these miners, taking out these Bitcoiners and crypto people. Um, And then the People's Bank of China also basically told Alipay and other major banks to, you know, stop and uh, accepting crypto trading and start cracking down on crypto trading. So this is not good stuff coming out of China. And it therefore drove Bitcoin down. Now, if you take a look at Bitcoin stock price, Michael Burry has actually pointed out in several tweets throughout the past few weeks that there is a head and shoulders pattern forming up on the one-year chart of Bitcoin. If you take a look, Bitcoin had an initial peak all the way up right around 40,000. And then it dipped very slightly down to about 35 and then ripped all the way up to all-time highs of 63,000 just about uh, last month or two months ago. Now it has continued to sell off off that top and has come down and has found ground right around that 38, 40,000 mark. And now it's looking like Bitcoin is going to break down to that 30,000 support. Now, if it breaks down to that 30,000 support, this head and shoulders pattern will be confirmed. And a head and shoulders pattern is really just a technical pattern in which you have a lower peak goes up to all-time highs, and then it comes back down to that initial first peak, peaks again, and then continues to sell off. If you want an example of this, simply go onto Google and look up a head and shoulders pattern. You'll find millions of examples. Anyway, it looks like Bitcoin is forming a massive head and shoulders pattern on the one-year chart, and that's definitely something to pay attention to, and I have to agree. I'm not in Bitcoin. Now, I think long-term, Bitcoin could very much become the digital gold, but given the crackdown in China, 
What's to stop other countries from doing the same exact thing? China, especially their country, does not like anything in their economy that they cannot control. Hence them cracking down on, for instance, Jack Ma when he started speaking against the Chinese government. There's a reason that China cracks down on their billionaires and their major companies and that they basically control those entities. It's because they want full control of their economy. Um, And that's just the regime acting the way they've always acted. That's just the way China acts. But what is to stop our governments from saying, look, Bitcoin is being used for a lot of these hacks, a lot of these um, ransomware attacks. We want to stop Bitcoin. We see it as more of a threat. So they go to the Fed and say we can't control it. They say, hey, Fed, make your own cryptocurrency, which they are working on. And we're going to crack down on Bitcoin and pretty much stop the mining of it nationwide. And we're going to digitally track people who mine it. And there is your issue. We are literally approaching this key area where is the crackdown on Bitcoin good for the price or is it bad for the price? In my opinion, it's not good for the price. Now, true Bitcoiners believe, they believe that China cracking down on it is just going to increase the value. It goes to show that, you know, China sees it as a threat and therefore it's more valuable. I 100% disagree. This is simply like anything else for, (laughs) I mean, anything else. If a government does not like something, especially a major government, it typically goes away, um, almost always. And you, and, you know, you really take a look at Bitcoin, and on a technical basis, it's not that tough. And in my opinion, I don't see, like, anytime soon all of these corporations, your Apple, your Microsoft, your major corporations, adding Bitcoin to the balance sheet, especially as China is cracking down on it significantly. And that was one of the things that all of these analysts and all of these firms have been citing that was going to, and all these Bitcoiners was going to push Bitcoin up. Supposedly, Bitcoin's price was going to be pushed up, and we've said it on the show before, is going to be pushed up by these major companies adding Bitcoin to the balance sheet. And so far, what? We got MicroStrategy and Tesla. I mean, there's not many companies out there in Square. There is not many major companies out there adding it to their balance sheet. And some of the companies that have added it are already starting to sell it or talk about getting rid of it. So I fear that the future of Bitcoin is going to be much longer term than what people think. I don't think you're ever going to be going to, say, McDonald's and getting a Big Mac with Bitcoin. I think it's going to be somewhat of a digital um, gold. It's going to be a digital wealth asset or a digital wealth storing asset, something that holds value, a value store asset. So that is definitely something to pay attention to, but I do believe Bitcoin um, could very much follow this head and shoulders pattern. And if it breaks down to 30,000, 20,000 is your next stop at least. I take a look. And the next support here is 20,000 even um, if it breaks down through that 30,000 support. So pay attention to Bitcoin over the course of the next 48 hours to 72 hours. You could see some significant downside action if it breaks through that 30,000 level. Now, taking a look at the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have Evercore ISI reiterating Hershey has an outperform. I don't know much about Hershey, so I'm not going to speak um, very detailed about Hershey, but I see a market for it. People are getting outside more. People are traveling more. But what else are they doing? It's summer. And, you know, Hershey has a lot of candy. And people are, you know, getting ready to celebrate, kicking back, relaxing. And typically, I I see a lot of candy when people relax, especially s'mores, for instance, around the fire. Who knows? Maybe that's not a big demand driver. But um, an interesting call there by Evercore ISI. Getting into some more commonly known names. uh, Telsey reiterated Nike as an outperform. I like Nike a lot for the long term. In the short term, they still are having a lot of supply chain issues. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. But long term, fantastic name. Jefferies reiterated Amazon as a buy. Amazon's one I'd like to talk about. A few weeks ago, 
I initiated a position in Amazon, a major one, and I initiated under 3,200 and it immediately went all the way up to just about 3,500, literally like 48 hours after I initiated it, did not expect it, thought it was going to continue to be range bound. Well, it's still range bound. So it went up to just about 3,500, bounced off that 3,500 and immediately shot right back down, currently at 3,452. I think this could very well come back down into the middle of that range, right around 3,300, 3,200, to pay attention to. I might trim out some profits, wait for it to come down, and then buy back at a lower price point. But that is what I am looking at on Amazon. Long-term, fantastic, but I think it could very much be range-bound for quite a while still. It's been range-bound for like 12 months since July of 2020, so we're approaching a full 12 months of range-bound. But a breakout of that 3,500 price point, whenever it does break out of that, it, I see Amazon stock easily moving the 4,000. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before Amazon breaks out of that. A lot of people thought they might because of Amazon Prime Day, which is today. Unfortunately, um, it obviously did not. It bounced right off that 3,500 mark and is now on its way back down. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Now, we also got City reiterating Micron as a buy, Bernstein reiterating Apple at market perform. And those are two calls I want to touch on. Micron, very solid company, a semiconductor company. Um, definitely one to follow. Definitely one if you're looking for an interesting semiconductor buy, one to check out. My only quarrel with Micron is if you take a look at the charts, it's currently sitting at 77 bucks a share. Um, and it really has quite... It, it has had quite a large run, up 51% in just the past year alone. Um, and you take a look at the charts, and right now, it's at a major support, right around $75 per share. It's bounced one, two, three times now if it bounces here. Um, so it needs to bounce here. If it doesn't bounce here, I see it going back down to 70, which was a previous breakout point for the stock. Um, and if it breaks down through 70, then you know there's not much support at all until you get down to like 55 so definitely Micron, great long-term name on a technical basis. It's looking a tad bit weak. You definitely want to see a bouncing confirmation of a reversal before I would enter it, in my opinion. And then Bernstein reiterated Apple as market perform. Not the biggest of big calls, but I like Apple long-term. I think some of these FANG stocks, Amazon and Apple specifically, are poised for a breakout, poised for a run up. I see Apple maintaining a bottom trend line or a lower trend line. To the upside, meanwhile, it's approaching a resistance right around $35 per share. It's bounced off $35 per share range one, two, three, four, five times. If it bounces back down off of that again, pay attention to that. If it breaks out over $35, I'm going to get very interested in Apple again. Full disclaimer, I own calls, I own shares, I own a crap ton of Apple. It's one of my core positions. Either way, I like Apple for the long term. Now, shifting into a name that a lot of you probably know, and this one is Roblox. Now, Recently, I know there was some negative news on Roblox, and we're going to get into that, but you're probably wondering what in the world does the company do? Well, Roblox, ticker symbol RBLX, for those of you who are going to do even more research, which you should, is a unique online entertainment platform that allows developers and users to create their own multiplayer experiences. Furthermore, the company's platform allows users to learn, explore, and communicate. The company is led by CEO and founder David Bazuki. Now, Bazuki founded Roblox in 2004 with the goal of creating a platform that allows for shared user experiences, or what the big firms and banks call on the street, co-experience platforms. Roblox management team is made up of leaders with prior experience from the likes of Google, YouTube, Zynga, Nextdoor, Walmart, TripAdvisor, Cloudera, and so many more. But in recent news, just last week, 
Roblox was hit with a major lawsuit worth $200 million from the National Music Publishers Association, NMPA, accusing the company of copyright infringement. Now, Roblox responded saying, quote, we are surprised and disappointed by the lawsuit, which represents a fundamental misunderstanding of how the Roblox platform operates and will defend Roblox vigorously as we work to achieve a fair resolution. Now, digging into Roblox's policies, it is important to note that Roblox does monitor for copyright infringement uh, content and consistently scans for any unauthorized recordings. The company also has held and acted on the policy that any valid Digital Millennium Copyright Act DMCA requiring the removal of the content will be removed if the DMCA is applicable. Now, digging into the numbers, Roblox missed Q1 2021 expectations with an EPS of negative 46 cents, lower than the analyst EPS consensus estimate of 13 cents. But do note, on a year-over-year basis, EPS declined by a slim 2 cents from negative 44 cents. So not the best on EPS. Now, while EPS declined, revenues impressed big time, jumping by over 140% year-over-year to a strong $387 million. Now, for reference, the Q1 2020 revenues level, $162.570 million. So by a, a very sizable increase in revenues there. Now, Furthermore, net loss that expanded, um, unfortunately, to negative $134.2 million, a much larger loss than the Q1 2020 net loss of negative $74.379 million. But this is kind of the usual or the common with these tech names, with these high growth names, these super growthy names. Um, A lot of these companies continue to increase their capital spend on marketing, um, pushing, building out the company, scaling. Um, and that takes, that's very capital intensive, all three of those things. And therefore, they're going to run a slightly larger net loss um, for a few years than, say, your common cyclical company. It's just the common thing. Now, while Roblox did run a significant net loss, the company nearly increased their net cash provided by operating activities by four times. Yes, that's right, four times. With $164.5 million in net cash provided by operating activities in Q1. Not only that, but bookings improved significantly as well, with bookings totaling $652.3 million in Q1, representing a 161% jump on a year-over-year basis. Shifting into cash flows, free cash flow increased by 4.1% times, bringing total free cash flow to a much stronger $142.1 million. So improvement in cash flow, improvement in cash generation, improvement in bookings, um, and not only that, but improvement in revenues. So EPS, net loss, not the best, but revenues, bookings, um, and also cash flows significantly improving. Now, on the user front, average daily active users, otherwise known as DAUs, totaled 42.1 million in Q1, representing a 79% increase on a year-over-year basis. Now, sifting through user data, DAUs outside the U.S. and Canada expanded by 87%. Now, rounding out the quarter, average bookings per daily active user, ABPDAU, it is abbreviated as, totaled $15.48 per user. Now, that is a 46% increase in ABPDAU on a year-over-year basis, so significant improvements here on the user front. Management was very upbeat about the data, about the latest earnings report, quote, we believe we must continue to innovate and so remain focused on building great technology to make progress on our key growth vectors, primarily international expansion and expanding the age demographic of our users, CFO. 
Michael Guthrie said. Now, shifting into the balance sheet, the numbers really aren't bad. They have no debt on the balance sheet. Their liabilities totaled $2.243 billion. Meanwhile, their assets totaled $2.816 billion with $1.601 billion in cash and short-term investments. So, no debt on the balance sheet. Their liabilities um, are significantly less than their assets, which we like to see. So, overall, solid balance sheet, well-balanced. Now, on a Valuation basis, they do trade at a significant premium with a forward price to earnings around 100 times, a price to sales around 40 times, and a price to book around 80 times, which isn't the best. It's quite high. Now, given the numbers, the analysts are bullish with a mean price target of $87.33 per share, um, and that is actually a pretty decent little upside there um, for the stock. Now, the high price target, $103 per share, and the low price target is $78 per share, so not much downside, quite a bit of upside just based on analyst price target. Targets, but um, I would take those with a grain of salt because they are often wrong. Now, shifting into um, what are the institutions doing? Well, 71.88% of Roblox is owned by institutions. Top players include Altos Ventures Management, Index Ventures, and of course, Muratech Capital Partners. Now, if you want a technical breakdown of Roblox, go to runningwiththemoney.com under the analysis tab um, and click on the Roblox breakdown. You'll get all of this information completely free, the whole entire article, as well as a technical breakdown of Roblox. Overall right now, though, in a very simplified basis, um, the stock has pulled back way off highs 100. It's all the way back down to right around 82, bouncing off of a previous peak that we saw in mid-April. I like it. I think you could buy Roblox here, go long the stock, and I think it goes back to 100 within the next six months. I like it. Now, on the risk route, investors fear user growth slowdown and complications of the recent NMPA lawsuit. But besides that, the company is solid. In short, Roblox, ticker symbol RBLX, is a solid digital entertainment pick with expanding revenues, a strong leadership team, solid balance sheet, improving cash flows, and a growing industry to expand within. Overall, I like Roblox for the long term. Definitely one to check out. Now, before we go, we have to take a look at, of course, the watch list, the overall market, looking for opportunities, Um, because that's what we do here. We look for opportunities. Now, right now, I will tell you 100% two opportunities that I am currently in and like Celsius and Upstart. Both of those names pulling back, or they had pulled back last week, and I think they're solid by the dips opportunities. I take a look at Celsius, ticker symbol at C-E-L-H. That name is one of Jonah Lupton's favorites. Shout out to Jonah Lupton. If you do not know who he is or don't follow him, an amazing investor, go follow him on Twitter, Jonah Lupton. But he's a big Celsius fan. I like Celsius. It dipped all the way down to just about $60 per share from a high of 80 and 60 bucks. Well, that was right at the uh, 50 SMA and EMA. And not only that, but it has been a common resistance and it broke out of that 60 resistance not too long ago and it seems to be retesting that 60 resistance as a now a 60 support so i like celsius and then i take a look at upstart upstart is a fantastic company it is an ai lending platform i love upstart um so you take a look at upstart stock and this one is also one of those names that is pulled back it's all the way back down to $121 per share. It's been bouncing off 120 consistently as a support at just about 120. It's been a common bounce point over the last few months, way off highs of 170. Um, and the stock sold off because of a lockup period expiring on shares. Um, and the stock sold off 
but it seems to be bouncing off the 50 SMA and EMA. Seems like a very good place to buy. Very much a solid place where the stock is likely going to reverse and move back to the upside. So I expect upside movement in that stock eventually over the next few weeks. Um, so I'm excited to see what Upstart does. Disclaimer, I own calls on both of those. Now, shifting into some other opportunities in the broader market, I see a green market today. I see Apple, Microsoft, Google, all up. Facebook up. The Fang name is up, but Amazon down. So maybe watch Amazon. If that stock comes down to 3,200, buy it. Anything under 3,200 on Amazon, in my opinion, is a buy, buy, buy. Um, on other few names, Taiwan Semi down the day, NVIDIA down the day, AMD getting hammered today for no reason. Meanwhile, the rest of the semi strong. I like AMD and I don't like Intel. AMD is taking over Intel. They're eating Intel's cake. So I like AMD. Buy AMD here. Te uh, Taiwan Semi, I like it. NVIDIA, I like it. Square, I love it. PayPal, I like it. All these companies are companies of the future. And frankly, Intel's a company of the past. Either way, I, I just can't get over Intel. But uh, the financials and a lot of these industrial-friendly places that got hammered on Friday bounced right back today. And I think it's because everyone over the weekend was like, Hey, why are we selling the inflation friendly when the Fed literally came out and said inflation's going to run very hot? I don't know. The market didn't make any sense last week. Maybe we got a brain back on our shoulders. But it seems that the inflation friendly is back. It's rebounding the day, and I like to see it. Meanwhile, some opportunities being presented in software. We see a snowflake down. If you are any snowflake company fans out there, Today would be your day to buy, but a lot of solid companies in the green today, not too many in the red, but there's still opportunities if you search, especially in that semiconductor software area or the consumer defensive or the consumer statistical Alibaba. Heck, that name, if you take a look at the stock, is still all the way down 211 bucks a share, way off highs. So that's definitely another one to check out. Roku is one to check out as well. That stock is enticing. Um, Roku, you know, it's a fantastic company. Um, very solid management team, very solid numbers, but the stock is not doing much lately. Up 3.8% today. Looks like it, it is approaching a possible resistance here, right around 400. If it breaks back up over 400, I see it going back to its highs all the way up. Man, way up there, over $450 per share. So definitely a stock to pay attention to there. But that is the Running With The Money podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode. We will be back on Wednesday to talk the markets, talk the money, talk the trading, talk the stocks, talk the companies, talk the management teams, pretty much talk anything affiliated with the stock market. But in the meantime, runningwiththemoney.com, get all the free research you could ever want. And if you want to check out an awesome social media platform, check out the Wolf app. Um... Go check out Wolf Financial, wolf.financial. Go there on the internet right now on your iPhone. Get the Wolf app. It's a, it's a financial social platform that I am working with them. Um, and it's a fantastic uh, platform, fantastic company, fantastic startup. Go check that out. But until then, easily profit, trade on, and remember, do the research.